Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, the boss mentor, Jackie Johnson, and I'm here with a couple of special guests here today for our special Friendsgiving episode. So ladies, I'm going to let y'all take the time and introduce yourself, tell them your name and your podcast, and we'll go ahead with the conversation today. Let's start with you, uh, Latoria. Tell everybody your name and your podcast. My name is Latoria Carey, and my podcast is Real Life Conversations. <laughs> All right. My name is LaQuisha, and my podcast is My Sisters, My Sister and Me, Conversations in Black. Awesome. Amen. And y'all know me. I'm your host today, uh, the boss mentor, Jackie Johnson, and my podcast is boss my life with the boss mentor Jackie Johnson I'm also a part of sister conversations in black with LaQuisha Watson there and I'm also a part of P31 wives club wife talks with Patrice Finley so I'm telling you guys I'm super excited about this episode because everybody wants to know like who my little circle is well this is my circle right here it's real small but as you can see they're all boss women and I'm telling you, your environment and the people that you choose to connect with is super important for your own personal development in this boss life. So I really wouldn't be who I am now, especially without these two ladies here and even Patrice. So she's absent today. She couldn't join us, but we're sending her our love and our prayers and she's going to be with us on the next one. All right. So, guys, are y'all ready for this conversation? Oh, no. <laughs> but go ahead anyway. <laughs> so, y'all know these are my sisters, okay? So, these are women of God. They're also professional women. They're mothers. We have all been wives and all kind of other stuff, okay? Which ain't none of your business, okay? You just gonna have to learn us to know us, okay? But... The reason why this is exciting for me is because I know each and every one of these ladies personally. I know how powerful they are. I know how amazing they are. I know how gangster they are. <laughs> I know how sweet they are. I know how brilliant they are. And so I really want y'all to kind of have an inside track to how conversations go when it's me talking to one of my sisters, okay? So it gets real. Um, it can get a little offensive at times. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're sensitive, you probably don't want to watch this at all. <laughs> like at all. Okay. But I promise you at the end of the day, it's going to be helpful and it's definitely going to be something you can relate to. So sisters, it's a lot going on. I don't know if y'all been paying attention to social media, hmm. but people are going through a lot of stuff. It's yeah. a lot of, you know, things out there, a lot of memes out there. It's a lot of emotions out there. So I guess I want to kick off the conversation today by asking a very serious question. Do you guys think that there's a difference between loving someone and being in love with someone? Like, do y'all think there's a difference? And if so, break that down for us today. Because uh, I'm sure we all three have some very different opinions <clears throat> about this here topic. So who want to take a stab at it and go first? I'll let LaQuisha. I'm still trying to think. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, my sister and I have debated about this before. <laughs> oh, so y'all used to this. 
we we used to debate. Yeah, we, we, we debate a lot. Oh, okay. We, when oh. it comes to love, we're often on opposite ends of the spectrum, but you know, we still find a way in the middle somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I absolutely think that there's a difference between loving and being in love. Um, and my reasoning is that. And, and I'll go, I'll go relationship, romantic relationship, because I was going to do familial, but that's real easy to do. So I'll do romantic relationship. I can have a guy friend and love him. Um, I have a guy friend. I love him like a brother, but he ain't my brother. Always knew he had a crush on me, but I never had interest in him. Mm. I love him, though. I would never want to see anything happen to him. And I always want the best for him. But when I met my fiance, or when I when I was revealed to have a fiance in my heart, I love him like he is my brother. I would never want to see anything happen to him, but I'm in love with him like he's my man. Mm. Like, like in love, like I want you to wrap your arms around him. <laughs> Not the way my play brother. Right? (laughs) Not the way my play brother would wrap his arms around me. I want you to hold me different. So I do believe that there's a difference between love and being in love. And I think, and I'm going to hit something here and something not like it. Mm. But this is my job. Hello, Lord. Interesting. that people <laughs> sometimes get married because they love one another, mm. but they are not necessarily in love with one another. And then they stay in the marriage due to that obligation to love. I got to hit y'all. y'all you going to come out the gate like that? We can box out the gate. But they oh, don't have tripping. an obligation to love because mm. they've been in it. Mm. but they are not in love and you were never in love to begin with that Mm. was your husband if you looked it up he wasn't your husband he was your man Mm. and there's a difference there's a difference a husband is a farmer a gardener a planter Mm. some of these men ain't planting Mm. these women ain't wives oh jeez that's all I'm gonna say y'all go ahead Mm. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! Right. Somebody ain't gonna like it. Listen, no, it doesn't mm. matter. It don't matter. Sis, wait a minute now. You, you, you gonna come out the gate like out that? Right, because I know too many women that's going that through. They're not even married, but they're bound mm. in a relationship with somebody that ain't they us. Mm. Mm. Now let's talk about this because I think that's great. Because they love them. Um, I, now, now this is so funny because like she said, we've debated this before and we actually disagree on if there's a difference. I personally do not think there's a difference between loving and being in love. I think it's something that we have grown accustomed to say. I think there's different types of love. And even how you just described it was like, I can have this these feelings of love and emotion that caused me to care for you and want the best for you. But in love sounded like romantic love for you. So mm-hmm. that's what I mean. That's why I don't believe that there is a difference between me loving you and me being in love with you. I just think it depends on the type of love I have for you. 
Um, I know we often talk about agape love, which is godly love, which is the love you should have for mankind, period. Just a, another human being, whether I know you or not. That's agape love, meaning I would do the right thing by you, whether I knew you or not. If I saw you in trouble, I would try to lend a helping hand. But when it comes to my family, there's going to be that agape, but it's going to be also a, maybe a filios kind of love, a different kind of love where it's like a brotherly love. We're kin to one another. I would probably fight for you. I would protect you. I would probably risk my life for you. It's a different type of love. But then, then there's that other love, that eros love, that romantic love where I want to love on you and be intimate with you and maybe sexual with you and I'm attracted to you that's another level of love but it's all love because even like you described uh having a boyfriend and having a husband two different things and so the reality is we operate in different levels of love with them okay you know with that boyfriend you still may have that arrows but there's not that deep connection yet that it's not that souls into love with us though well, I think a lot of it can be lust, but the reality is in every relationship, there's going to be an element of lust. You're not going to marry somebody you ain't attracted to. I ain't marrying somebody I don't want to get down with when I look at them. Like, no people do. Listen, it got to be something about a baby. Listen, okay? And do he do anything for me? Okay? Do I do anything for, for him because he ain't marrying me and he ain't attracted to me? Like, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I think when you start looking at it that way, sometimes it helps you to identify the trouble within a relationship or within a marriage. Um, because yeah. you, you just said a mouthful. You just said sometimes people have love for one another, but it ain't romantic love. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can honestly say that I have been there before. You know what I mean? And so a person may love you enough to care for you and protect you and they don't want to see you fall into danger and so you know what i mean like and and but then if you get married to them based off of that at some point when they don't need to rescue you anymore the reality is that other love isn't there that romantic love that i want to wake up to you every day love that i want to lay down with you every time i look at you oh girl you look so good like that is not there. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. the love they have for you wasn't a romantic love. So mm -hmm. I agree with you as far as your, your breaking it down and your definition of it. But I just mm -hmm. think that the vocabulary, which is where a lot of people mess up at, um, because people will say, even in marriages, I'm just not in love with you anymore. But that means the romantic love, though. But that's a feeling. Is that really love or is that something that can be rekindled? Because every relationship goes through a period where you're not really feeling your partner. Does that mean I'm not in love with them anymore? Or does that mean... I don't know if it justifies them at all, but yeah, I don't think it justifies them. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. But that that's me. So that's my... That's my spiel. What do you think, sis? Uh, Latoria, we're going to throw it to you. I, just, you I know. I, <laughs> love is an action word. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And everybody got their own perspective of what love is. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's how you've been taught. You know, love has to be taught. So if you taught love supposed to be this certain way, you're going to operate and however you think love's supposed to be. So with listening to y'all, you know, going back and forth, and I was just seeing your thinking, 
And I was like, you know, that word is powerful, but it has been taught. Do people know the definition of what love is? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in, you know, even with marriages and love, I believe that in marriage, you got to have an unconditional love, just like God has for us, mm-hmm. because you become one flesh. You know what I mean? And, 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 and it is a gap in love when it's marriage, because it's like you, we won. Mm-hmm. So the love got to be unconditional, just like God forgive us. We have to forgive them. And it's like, it's that one, because that's what you vow. Mm-hmm. That's your vow. So it just all depends on your mindset of what love is to you mm-hmm. and how faithful you is and loyal to that word. I like it. All no, right. that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense because what we believe mm-hmm. and what we've grown up knowing does sculpt our belief about love. That's how come I can stand here and sit here today and say that my perception of love has changed through the years because growing up, I thought love was one way. You know what I mean? As a teenager, I thought it was something else. After being married and divorced, I understood it to be something different. You know what I'm saying? So like my comprehension of love kept growing and maturing because I kept getting more knowledge about love. And so I think even with that, like sometimes you have to give grace to people with failed relationships because maybe that person failed you, but it's because they really didn't have a great understanding of what love, of love was. They thought they thought That's, they loved you. Right. They thought they had that kind of love. You know what I mean? But really, they didn't really understand love. And that has really allowed me to forgive some people, mm-hmm. allow me to have some grace for some things that have happened to me in my life and not hold like this grudge about, you know, the hurt heart or, you know what I mean? Who walked off and, you know, like you start to understand that everybody has to evolve in their understanding of love. And, you know, cause sometimes people can love you and not even understand the depth of their love until later on, because they just didn't comprehend what that was you know we just um had this brief conversation here where we was talking about when you go through that place where you're not attracted to your mate anymore Mm. you know they don't do anything for you anymore you know what i'm saying a lot of people will be like okay i'm just not in love with you anymore and they feel like it's time to move on but it's not until you mature and understand that that's not what that means that means now that you have to dig in and do the work to find your way back to your your spouse Now, I definitely tell people that are just in a relationship, that's a whole different thing. The the dedication you have to someone as your spouse is going to be different to the dedication you have to somebody you're just dating. You know what I'm saying? Because in that dating time is when you're really supposed to be analyzing, is this person the person who should be my wife? Is this person the person that should be my husband? You know what I mean? So you actually made that commitment like, I'm in this, you know what I mean? But once you get married to a person, like those those places where, you know, the relationship isn't doing great, it's not a cue to bail out. It's a cue to figure out what's going wrong and try to fix. And that's the thing that we have not been taught. And I'm going to say, especially us as Black people, we have not ever really been taught, you know, to come together, to work it out, to figure out, you know, what's going on, to get help if we need to. Like, that just wasn't a part of our culture. You know, our culture was, if they don't treat you right, move on. If they don't want to be with you, then forget it. You, hey, you you better off. Like, that's what we're taught, you know. And I'm not saying stay and take crap after crap, because some people just 
God help them. Like they keep taking abuse after abuse after abuse in the name of I'm married. And that is stupid. I'm sorry. It just is. You know, a person putting their hands on you, a person cheating on you over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like that is abuse. And God never told you to suffer that. You know, you got to learn how to separate yourself. And if the person does not gain an appreciation for you, because you cannot stay married to a person who's not trying to be married to you, you know? I think um, that people oftentimes stay in relationships with spouse that were not ever called to them. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, we're about to have a debate here, too. We're about to have a debate. (laughs) We are. Because (laughs) that person was never ordained for you. Mm. You chose them. And now you're trying to force that to work. Mm. being miserable but here's the thing and i'll prove it and this is not even to get all biblical but i'll prove it (laughs) when boaz married his bride she went and laid at his feet right she first and foremost she threshed after his people she threshed then she went back to her mother-in-law her mother-in-law told her what to do she went and laid at his feet Boaz, she wanted to be with him, okay? She presented herself to him. Boaz did not automatically take her. Now, he could have, this young woman laying at his feet. What he did was, he said, you stay here. I'm going to go back and seek counsel. See, people forget this. I don't know if they even pay attention to it. He said, I'm going to go back and seek counsel. He said, if there's not anyone that stands up for you and wants to take you, then you will become my wife. What Boaz did was he took her and presented her back to God. Basically, he left, he ultimately left the decision up to God on whether or not he should choose her. Now, and he he was an older man in his older age. He could have just took her because she was a younger woman. You know, he didn't have that one, a wife. But what he did was he presented the option back to God. One man got up. He said, I'll do it. I'll take her. Not her. He said, I'll take all of everything that's been left to her passed on husband. Boaz said, well, you got to take her too. He said, oh, no, I can't afford her. See, some people want things that they ain't willing to pay the price for. Mm, All right. They want to be married to somebody that they ain't willing to pay the price for. They ain't willing to pay the cost for, but they look good laying at their feet. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think, in my opinion, and not everybody's going to agree with this, and I'm not in no way promoting divorce. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that you chose her. You chose him. And now you want God to ordain it when you didn't ask God if the option was the right one to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. No, I agree. I agree mm-hmm. with that. I think my, and see, we always differ just on, on little things. And, and where I feel like the difference is, is I feel like because God gives you free will, he gives you the option to choose your mate. And the only reason why I say this is because um, early on, I did believe that there was one person for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was that person that was like, I'm just waiting for God to send me my my mate, my soul mate, my person that I was ordained for. 
And I'm telling you, you get married once and get divorced, you stop believing in that one person. Because but why you didn't ask God though? Because, like but I did. But here's the thing. I did. And he said he was the one. He was the one. Now here's the thing. A lot of people will say, oh, well, he probably was the one for that season, for mm -hmm. that part of your life. And the honest to God truth is the man saved my life. I would have been somebody different. I would have been somewhere else. So I have been able to, in my mature life, acknowledge what God did through him. He saved okay. my life. I became a believer because of the influence of him in my life. But the reality was because I had did that marriage God's way, because I prayed, because I lived right, because I held myself for marriage, because I honored my husband, because he was a minister and I was a minister. So we both were serving God. When that marriage failed, I was devastated. You understand what I'm saying? Because I did not have the knowledge at that age to be like, oh, well, you know, it's about choice. No, in my mind, this is the man you told me was my husband. Why is this happening? I honored you. I did what I was supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like I was really devastated. It took me a lot of years to even get over that. You know that, sis, you know? Yeah. But, the husband. but the reality is he didn't choose it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I believe that as well, but he did not choose that. I was not what he wanted after a certain point. You know, mm -hmm. he went into the world. He did his thing. You know what I'm saying? I eventually had to move on. You understand what I'm saying? So it was a very difficult process. After that, I stopped believing in that one. What I start understanding is I could uh, see <clears throat> that you and I as a husband and wife could be this, 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 and this, but you also had to be able to accept what, what I think about is when God presented Eve to Adam, Adam immediately said, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He did not reject. He did not say, oh no, that ain't my type. He didn't say, oh no, well, what is this? What I'm supposed to do with this? He immediately received the gift that God presented to him. And I think the problem with us as human beings is God can be showing you that this is your husband, but your past hurt, your past pain makes you, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the fears and the same with men. Their past pain, their past hurt, they can know that that woman is the woman for you and he'll still procrastinate. He'll still wonder. He'll still be like, I don't know. He'll still be like, no, I'm going to keep going. You understand? So it's still about our, our surrender to God and the will of God. The reason why I agree with you is because I do agree that you should not marry a person you have not spoken to God about. Simple as that. Whether it's the one meant for you and you believe that or not, the bottom line is, before I enter into a marriage, I need to talk to God about this person. And I think sometimes people don't do that. They're just like, well, it gotta be right. You know what I mean? Like they came in my life at this right time and and he loved God and she loved God just because she loved God, just because he loved God don't mean they're for you. Right. You have to get somebody who can be with you where you are now and somebody who is willing to grow with where you're going. Are you guys going to be able to grow? Because a lot of times in marriage, that's a problem too. 
they start off maybe trying to grow and mature, but then they get to a place where they stop, but you're still growing. Eventually, right. somebody's going to outgrow the other person. And because the other person ain't trying to come up, there is going to be a, a split. You're not going to be on one accord. You understand what I'm saying? There's right. going to be a problem. So, but all of that is still about the will of another person. And that is why love will forever and always be a risk because you cannot control the other person. You cannot control the decisions of the other person, but you can make sure that you stay rooted and grounded in God, that no matter what happens in that relationship, that God will give you the strength to do what you're supposed to do. And that if at any time God deems that this is not for you, or if any time that person deems that this is not what they want anymore, that God is able and just to heal you and give you something better. What do you think, sis? Sister Latoria? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, well, basically, I, what I love about the whole conversation is because this way you could kind of see where the grace coming in at, too, because mm -hmm. we all were saying that... Um, for those who, because a lot of people didn't know to go to bring their marriage to the Lord. Yeah, you know right, what I'm saying? Because if right. we even talk that, you know what I mean? How would you know they do that? Mm -hmm. Right. So I thank God for the grace because once you get in it now that you got the knowledge, now you can bring your marriage to the Lord and ask him, you know, you know, for his grace and forgiveness, Lord, I didn't know at the time. I don't know if I married a demon. I don't know, but God, this is <laughs> right. Lord, you know lift it up to you, Lord, because Lord, right. I didn't know. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I see, you know, and, and, and a lot of grace marriages come through those type of, you know, relationships mm -hmm. too. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. a lot of women haven't been taught how to own. Um, you know, study a man and interview a man and know what type of man to look for, if you, especially if you have that father as a role model. Right, that's You true. know, you ain't have nobody, a big brother, uncle, somebody just to sit down and explain to you, you know, go check his background. See the right. type of mother who raised him. See the type of father who raised him. Find out where they come from so you'll kind of know right. what you're dealing with. So when disagreements come or when you will see who they really are. But if you don't have that knowledge, it's like you both come into toxic. Like yeah. I'm toxic coming in, you toxic coming in. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't pray about asking God about me because the men got to pray by asking God to marry us women too. Oh, I know. You see what I'm saying? So the men suffer it too now because sometimes they come across some witches just like we come across oh, warlocks. That. You see what I'm right. saying? So right. it's like everybody is in it. Like the poor men, they get caught up with women who... You know, and then the women is and it's like, Lord. Yeah. So it's it's so different perspectives. You see what I'm saying? So that's where yeah. the grace come in at. And for those who's not married yet, and the ones who come in, you know, coming up under us, we're able to tell them, you know, now before you, you know, get married, kind of do your background. That's the same thing yeah. with the guys. See who their mother was, see who raised these women. Mm -hmm. Because they may be a girl that get mad, and they'll go probably have sex with your homeboy and hurt you. Right, right. You got girls who do that too. Yeah. You know, so a lot of men is damaged. You know, it's a lot of women damaged, but me having a lot of brother-in-laws and a lot of uncles and stuff, yeah. I realize a lot of men is damaged. You know That's what I'm saying? They are. Because the broken-hearted girls cheat on them when they get mad yeah. or talk. To, you know, right. men deal with a lot too, just trying to keep up with the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. To try to make a woman think yeah. they could take care of, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, 
it, it, it's deep, but I like to hear how we all come with different perspective because when I listen, I just only I can think of God like that's what the grace for. Yeah. Bring it to me. Yeah, because Bring the Bible says to the man that knows to do good and do not to him is sin. So yeah. it's like once you once you don't when you don't understand, you're doing the best that you can. You understand what I'm saying? Which is why mm -hmm. we do evolve, which is why we should not be like so hard on ourselves when we do make the mistakes. Because if you wasn't taught, how do you know? You're kind of doing it by trial and error, you know? Right. And so I understand. And that's why I said I, I really have a lot of grace for some of the wrong that has been done in my life because I realized that their level of understanding was not even in the same place as me. You know what I mean? Like they may have thought that they were or they may have done the best that they could, you know? And so, like you said, that's where the grace comes in. But I also believe, sis, too, what you said, uh, men are most times... Uh, more broken yeah. than us because women will tend to find healing like we can not know how but we'll still search we'll look yeah. for help if it's the girlfriend if it's the minister at the church we will if it's somebody we just saw online we will look for resources to help ourselves but men oftentimes do not they won't even accept it. A lot of times if another man actually comes to them as a brother or a father figure trying to help them they don't really receive, you know? And so men oftentimes will just do, do, do and bury their self in doing to try to forget about what has happened. And because of that, they don't deal with that stuff that, you know, they have encountered or they feel like, oh, I'm good. You know, they feel like after time, it's okay. And the only reason why they feel like that is because with time you could forget, but it doesn't mean you're healed or you're over it. Yeah, right. well, I'm gonna say something. You all right like it's something wrong with me <laughs> but listen i and i've been there and i thank god for grace i thank god for grace let me put in my my mother's voice please, church mother's please, please take god your mother, mother boxing voice out of there you is not that old yet uh, let me give my baptist voice and i thank god for grace. oh jesus <laughs> keep on keep it on baby bless your heart but and it's just me. This is not them or whoever watched this. Right. If you are hell on wheels mm. and a demon, <laughs> I ain't praying for no grace. I'm out of it. <laughs> All right. You don't negotiate with the demon, baby. Nah, nah. You, don't, you don't negotiate with the devil. Listen, if you can't cast it out, you better get it cast it out. If you can't I'm cast it out. I'm going to still pray for you. <laughs> I'm going to still pray for you. But People, I'm not going to allow you to abuse me. Yes, yeah, and kick me mm. and beat me because I already been abused, kicked, and beaten. Well, I ain't doing that because I'm crazy. I'm telling you right now, you put your hands on me, I'm in jail. Okay, I got a prison <laughs> okay. ministry, and we all know this. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, you know, and it's a trip because you know, in our younger days, I don't know where like y'all was from, but back in the days when I was growing up. People thought that used to be the thing when the boy beat you up, that means he loved you. Right. Yeah, he you know, remember, right. You know, yeah. it's like if he slapped yeah. you or something, that yeah. means he loved you. Yeah, I saw you many know? better women in my yeah. neighborhood. But I just couldn't. because I could, we, so. we would fight them. Listen, right. right it, was, it was like a good thing back then. Like, boy, he loved you. He hit you. And I guess yep. it was the, yep. the, you know what I'm saying, the controlness. Like, right. let him see you talking to somebody. See if he going to get mad. Yeah. A it, girl it, it, used to it, do it on purpose. They would talk right. to him before him to get mad. Yes. I exactly. I have a question for y'all. Mm -hmm. 
knowing what we know and where we come from, maybe not y'all, but I'm sure you do know somebody that is still tolerating that. How yep. do you break that? And as a friend or a family member, how do you get them to see? Because you're praying, you're talking right. to them about God, but right. how do you get them to see like, baby, you, you talking about killing yourself. Wow, Honestly, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I don't think you can get them to okay. see. Okay. I think the only thing you can do is intercede for them spiritually that God will give them a moment of clarity yes. to make a different decision. Because yes. I, I'm telling you, I lived with a sister who was that way. And it didn't matter what you said to her. It doesn't matter. It's something in them that does not feel worthy or feels like this is how it's supposed to be. Like it is something in them that tells them this is what they should do. You know, I have met mothers who literally was on the run from boyfriends and husbands who literally was about to kill them. You understand what I'm saying? And they still have left shelters and safe places to go back with that man. I know a couple who even died because they went back. So in them cases, like really, that is a stronghold. That is a spiritual, emotional, and mental stronghold that that man has over them. And you really have to pray that God will break that because in your natural self, I'm not saying don't, don't keep encouraging them and keep talking to them. No, do those things because of seeds that are being planted. But you honestly cannot go in there thinking, I'm going to say this to them and they're going to walk out of here. I have put myself in harm's way. You understand what I'm saying? Literally standing up to a man saying, you will not put your hands on her. If you do, you're going to have to go through me. And if you put your hands on me, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be six Suburbans sitting up here with you. You know what I mean? Like literally putting myself in harm's way. And then she goes right back. Okay. Which is why a lot of families sometimes don't get involved with abusive cases because they feel like, oh, this is what they do. They're going to fight, put their hands on each other. They're going to, you know, she's going to have black eye, bloody nose, and tomorrow they're going to be lovey-dovey. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it kind of desensitizes people that, oh, this is the, the behavior you're choosing. Mm -hmm. So I think in them cases, you really have to pray and intercede and just pray that God will bring a resolve. You know what I mean? Because... Right, right unfortunately it's like with drugs until they get tired no change will happen you know right but that, that's so good guys i'm loving this okay so my next question do you believe relationships where partners have different religious beliefs can be successful or is that or is that unequally yoked <laughs> i'm it Let's hear it. Let Latoya get to this one. Yes. So I, I'm gonna say this because you know I, I, you know I hate religion. Let me turn this volume up a little bit. Hold on, right quick. I'm sorry. I hate religion, but this one I'm gonna say is it depends on the beliefs and the character of what that person believes, far as relationships. Because if if it's one with God, the love, the Creator. It, it could work well if the character meet up, because if everybody, because when all fall down, they all fall into character price. If it's a success Muslim or Buddhism or whatever the belief may be. The point is, I think it's the character and the beliefs of what they believe in for us in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And could they come in agreement on how they, 
you know how that goes like that. And I think it can because I have seen successful relationships um, work together that was from different beliefs I really have. And because of it, because they both respect it, mm-hmm. what they believe, and they had faith in that. Absolutely. You understand? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So that's- okay, sis, you want to take it next? You know, I've been trying to talk last. Okay, I'm, I'm going to take this one because I got a personal connection to this one. But <laughs> what I will say is I do have a friend. She's a Christian and her husband is a Muslim. And I remember the first time I found that out, I was like, what? Like, how is that supposed to work? You know what I mean? Like, in my mind, I ain't gonna lie, I was being so judgmental. I had to pray for forgiveness later. But in my mind, I was very judgmental because I was just like, how is that supposed to work? You know what I mean? Because I know they believe in Jesus, but they believe he was just a prophet. I don't think they necessarily believe he was the savior, you know, like that he, and according to the Bible, it says that anybody who does not believe that he was the son of a God and that he died on the cross for sins, that's the spirit of the Antichrist. So in my mind, I was like, well, if you don't believe at least that, you the Antichrist. Like I'm a coexist with the Antichrist. You know what I mean? Being the Antichrist. Right, you know, right. So, but I'm gonna tell you what happened. What always happened when we get to judging is God, He allowed you to be in a situation. Okay. So the reality is. Oh, am I going to say it? But the reality, oh, is, <laughs> the reality is I found myself in love with a person who was a Muslim. And I am a believer. And I was just like, so, you know, it's weird because I'm asking him questions about his belief system. Like, could you even date me? Like, you know what I mean? Could you even marry me? Like, how would that even work? So as I begin to ask him questions, I begin to gain an understanding um, about what they believe. And, you know, and he was like, yeah, we can, be- you know, as long as you're a believer, you know, you're, you're considered somebody that we could actually, you know, mate with because we have the basically the same foundational belief system. Now, that couple that I told you, my friend, who she's a Christian and her husband is a Muslim, they have a beautiful relationship. And she said the reason why they have a beautiful relationship is because they reverence one another's belief system. At the end of the day, even me as a believer, even me as a spiritual leader, I am not the type of person that judges other people's walk. However you find, I believe we all have a path to God. And that path may have been through sin. It may have been through uh, another religion because some people have been other religions before they become believers you know what I mean however your path is you walk that path and I believe that God has a way of revealing the truth to you I believe that at the end of the day I honor other people's journey is it the same journey I have no is it the way that I would probably send you on no but I have to honor the way that your journey is going because salvation is personal. A relationship with God is personal. I cannot dictate that for another person and another person can't dictate that for me. My life experiences, my willingness or non-willingness is going to contribute into that. So at the end of the day, their relationship works because they reverence one another. 
she allows him to do what he has to do. He prays them, them five times a day toward the sun, whatever. Like that's what he does. But she has a prayer time. She goes to her prayer closet. He don't bother her. He respects what she's doing because they believe that if they're, if they're either one of them is on the wrong path, God is going to bring that thing together. And the reality with them is they honor each other and they even honor each other's belief system. So there are certain things that she does that is, you know, primarily what Christians do, but he will join her because of that. You know what I mean? Same thing with her. She will observe certain uh, like Ramadan and things like that. She observes that with her husband, even though that's his belief system. So they found a way to really respect one another's belief. And, you know, they discuss things and talk about things, but they don't debate, which is what we ain't supposed to do anyway as Christians. We're not supposed to debate the, you know, the word of God. You can only simply be an example or instrument of education or truth to someone, you know? And so uh, the love that they have and the character that they present to one another as a husband and wife is beyond reproach. And he loves her the way a husband should, provides for her the way a husband should. She does the same thing for him as a wife. And because of that, they have a beautiful relationship. And so watching that, it caused me to be, of course, less judgmental. And then I also had to look at that for myself and say, well, God, well, you know, how would you feel? You know what I mean? If I entered into a relationship like this. And so I think at the end of the day, I think as long as it's not somebody who's just directly like, yeah, your God is not the real God. Your, 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 what you believe in is just trash. Like if it's somebody like that, of course you can't, how can light and, and darkness walk together? If you're just totally against what I believe, then of course we could not have a harmonious relationship, but I do believe that it's about the character of the people and the respect that they have for one another and each other's belief system. Amen. Does you want to add anything? <laughs> um, I I do agree with you both, the respect level and everything. I think that when you have a common goal in a marriage, it's helpful. Um, it's it's even movie stars that have different religions and they're married, and it seems to work. Um, I think as believers. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a fan of, um, well, I can't say I'm not a fan. It wouldn't work for me. Let me put it that way. <laughs> I'm not because, because it may work for someone else. Right. So I got to phrase it right. You know, right. it wouldn't work for Preference. me. Mm -hmm. And the only reason is because I think of, um, Samson and Delilah, I think of, you know, having the tabernacle in the same place where other idols and they kept them. I think there are there's certain that come to my, my mind. Um, and, and this ain't about being Baptist because I'm probably the most Baptist, non-Baptist person ever. If it works for other people, that's them. I've always, this is my thing. I've always been taught this and this is my belief. I don't judge people's personal stuff. However they stuff work for them is how it works for them. I don't get into their bedroom or none of that. I can only speak on for me. I try to 
not put my mouth on other people's stuff. I just do not try to do that. But for me, the person has to be a believer. That's and all. you know what, um, Laquisha, and it's, and it's funny that you said that because, you know, even in the word of God, it tells us that, you know, even when you is operating with a non-believer of, you know, from different beliefs, the goal is our belief goes to overwind them. You know, the Christ supposed to overwind them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really, it's not supposed to just stay like that. Right. You know, it's supposed to be okay while you're in it. What I got going, the beauty of what I'm doing is supposed to eventually win you over. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's that's yeah. the goal of it. So that's why God says it's okay to deal with somebody like that. He said, because if you if I sanctify one, I can automatically sanctify the other. I agree. You I see agree. what I'm saying? So, and so certain people don't want to be with people that's not in the same belief as them. Right. You so we carry demons every day and pray the devil up off of them. Look, they don't even be believers at all. They be running, yeah. Women be running streets, men be running streets. So the blood carry over everybody. Yeah, it I does. do believe that. Now, if there's if there is room for growth, if there is some some leniency, if there is something where you know that person can come over. I, I my first marriage, I married a Jehovah's Witness. Okay. <laughs> I was Baptist. You know, our belief system wasn't the same. So I do, that. like I said, I don't judge people's personal stuff. Mm-hmm. I do believe that the blood carry over everybody. I do. I just, you know, look, you may not be a practicing Christian or whatever, but if you believe in the power of the blood, for me, now I'm talking about me, the death, the burial, and the resurrection, what can I say? Mm-hmm. What can I say? I can't judge you. Right. So for me, it's a it's a case by case. I mean, I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's for most people. I think the I think the whole thing is everybody has preference, but I think there are foundational things that everybody looks for. You know, um, I can even say like even for me, like just my idea of what I felt like I wanted and needed has evolved over the years. Like. As, at one point, I wouldn't even date a man who wasn't a minister. If he wasn't on the same level of me, I wouldn't even date you. I wouldn't talk to you at all. Girl, I ain't even want no minister. I wanted a thug. Listen, <laughs> no, I'm telling you the truth. Like, when I came from the street. Me, so I wanted, <laughs> I wanted what was so far from what I saw in that street. Yeah. I, I didn't want nothing. So that was the first you thing. You were trying to find a savior. I was trying to get away from these idiots I saw every day in my life. Because here's the thing. Here, here's the common thing. When you first become a believer, you're very zealous. Yeah. And you want to do everything yeah. right. And you, you want to just, you know, so you that's your mindset. So you like, if you ain't on what I'm on, keep moving. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? And that that was me. Okay. But then, uh, then after that, I got into a place where now nah, he got to be on the same level spiritually as me. But guess what? <laughs> I married two preachers, okay? That didn't work out. So then I went to, I only want, I only want no man in church. Like, <laughs> like you understand what I'm saying? Like the mm-hmm. stuff kept evolving based on my experiences. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like I got to a place like, nah, I don't even want him to be in church. I just want him to love God and be willing to develop a personal relationship. He don't need to go to church. He don't need to be no preacher. None of that, Okay. 
when I, I married my uh, last husband, he he went to church. He knew of God. He believed God, but he was not what we call saved. He was not no minister. He wasn't even regularly attending church. He started attending church when we started dating and it started with him coming to hear me minister. You know what I'm saying? Like, so then after that, it became a thing because it was what I wanted. You know, I, I couldn't be in a relationship with a man I couldn't sit at church next to. You know what I mean? We couldn't worship God together. Then what's the point of us being together? You know, so he evolved because of our relationship, but he had a foundation. He did used to go to church. He did know God. He did love God. He just was not committed to God and living his life for God. So, you know what I'm saying? So again, those things, them preferences start to change based on who you are and what you have gone through. So I understand preference better than most people. Like all of us have a preference. There are certain things that we just don't want and certain things that we okay with. Certain things I can work with, you can't work with. Certain things you can work with in a man, I'd be like, uh-uh. You know what I mean? Because of our preferences. So that's why I said too, sis, I don't judge people's walk. I don't judge people's journey. At this point in life, it, it's just, it's not smart to judge the next person's stuff when you have gone through your own journeys mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? wasn't too pretty. You know, if you be honest, it wasn't pretty, you know, and it just, you have evolved and you have matured and you have changed and you have grown. So um, totally agree with you ladies there. All right, we're going to do two more questions. And we're going to wrap it up. The next question. Now, this is a good one. Uh, does somebody wanting to work a job instead of owning a business disqualify them from boss status? I'm going to take this one. Because <laughs> we have talked. I you know you will take this one. I've never had. Oh, we agree here. Yes. yes. Go ahead. Sis. I've never had a desire to have my own business. Um, it's not because I lack enthusiasm or inspiration or any of that. I enjoy working. I do. I enjoy working. I enjoy going to work. Now I can't say I like it every day. Like I, you know, like I like caramel cake, but I enjoy my career. I do. I've worked very hard. I've gone to school to get to this place. Now, in the field that I work in, there are not a whole bunch of people that do what I do with this color. And so I believe that I was positioned in certain places with this color to be there because if I had not have been there, they would not have gotten the resources that they got. And sometimes we have to do that. We have to infiltrate his camp. Right. And I still fully believe that I'm on boss status because mm-hmm. I've had employees up under me and everything. Right. So someone cannot dictate to me that I'm not a boss when I've gone to school and I've done what I was supposed to do and obtained the career and I am representing us right. in this field right. for us. So, and as far as entrepreneurs, my hat goes off to them. My hat goes off to all of you. Mm-hmm. It is a blessing, but we need to occupy all fields. Amen. If you're an entrepreneur or you just want to work or you stay at home mom, whatever. 
We need to be in all fields to show because we're we are well-rounded people when we really, really put our mind to it and our spirit. We well-rounded. Think about where we come from. We have to plant, we had to get up early, we had to cook, we had to kill boars, whatever they was cooking. <laughs> we had to do that. Right. We're well-rounded people. So I still think that you can work a job, and my sister knows this. I think you can work a job and be a boss at the same time. It is all upon what your effort. Absolutely. What you have put into that thing. Yes. And sometimes, you know, people that got their own businesses, they look down on regular workers. I had somebody tell me one time I was just a worker bee. Mm. He did. And at first I kind of was like a little hurt. But then I thought about it like this worker bee makes up the balance when the business don't do well. Right. It covers your health care. Mm -hmm. You ain't ever sick mm -hmm. and not treated. So I'll be the worker bee. I'll be that. And in my own right, I'm still a boss. Right. And that's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Oh, that's good. That's good. What about you, sis? I mean, I agree. I agree with everything she's saying because, you know, it depends on I me. Mean, it depends on if you liking what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It don't matter what the situation is. If you guiding you and leading you, you both stop. Right. You know what I mean? So long as you happy where you at and the feel you're doing is what you want to do, mm -hmm. I, I don't think boss go by whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you are an employee. I believe boss go by how you handle your life, mm, how you run good. your lifestyle, how you take that's... care of your business. Yeah. Are you responsible? Are you operating like an adult? Here. Are you mature? <laughs> you know, that's boss to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got your priorities in order. You know what I mean? Yeah. You handle your business. That's, That's boss. It. That's it. <laughs> there she go. Well, I tell y'all she do that weird thing. Okay. So I, I totally agree. I am in total agreement here. Uh, I know the world like to point, you know, paint that picture that unless you're an entrepreneur running your own business, you're not a boss. But let me tell you something. I have learned through the years what it really means to be a boss. That's why I'm called the boss mentor. I know what I'm talking about. So at the end of the day, my podcast this week was just about that very thing. If you decide that a career is what you want, being a boss is all about operating in purpose. What were you purposed? to do. I was purposed to run businesses. I was purposed. It was prophesied over me at a very young age that my mind would bring money, that my thoughts, my ideas, the things that I create would bring wealth to me and to my family and to those who connected with me. That is my purpose. So it's not because I own a business or I run a business that makes me a boss because business owners, entrepreneurs work harder than most people work. Yes, they do. Especially in the beginning, you're everything. You're accounting, you're marketing, you're administration, you is the shipping and receiving, like you everything in that business. We work hard. And just the same way, so do people with jobs and careers. 
They had to go to school. They had to study. They had to show that they could pass them courses. They had to obtain them degrees to be in certain careers. So I think once you understand your purpose and you're working actively and you're working relentlessly to be ready for that purpose, that is what makes you a boss is that you understand your purpose. You do what is necessary to prepare yourself to walk in that purpose. And you not only walk in that purpose, but you walk in it with integrity. You walk in it with godly character and you walk in it knowing and understanding that this is who you are and what you have been called to do. And because of that, I don't care who step in the room, they don't hold a candle to you. That's what it means to be a boss. So I totally agree whether you are in school to become what you're trying to be or because you have already done that and you have a career. And, you know, sis said a lot of times, entrepreneurs look down on workers. They do, but I've also been looked down upon because I didn't have a degree, because I didn't do certain things. And for a long time, I felt very um, intimidated. But then God did something really great in me. He gave me knowledge and he gave me experience more so than some people who got a degree doing what I do. And so that became my claim to fame because anybody who knows me knows that I've always been very studious. And so I was always disappointed that I, I couldn't finish college. I was always disappointed that every time I started really getting into my college work and doing great, I've always been an A student, you know, that something in my life would happen and then I have to leave school. And so I felt like a failure for so long, but then God started putting me in rooms that people with degrees had. I didn't have a degree, but he was still putting me at these tables and in these rooms. And people was looking at me like, wow, she really knows what she's doing. Oh, wow, her work is impeccable. And they gave me the same respect as if I had the degree. That's how you know that you're walking in your purpose. That's how you know that you're walking in a favor of God. And so God really began to show me, Jackie, this is what you called to do. And because of that, I became more confident in that area. So it, I didn't care what other people said. It didn't matter, you know, um, but at the end of the day, like we just said, being a boss isn't about the job. It's not about the career. It's not about the business. It's about walking in the purpose that God has placed within you and really being obedient to God and say, God, this is what you got for me. Show me how to do this and I'm going to do it. So right. I agree. All right, last question. Let's see them pick a juicy one. Oh, I don't know if I should do this one because we might be here for a while. I'm a, okay, I'm going to give y'all the question. Y'all can tell me which one y'all want to answer. Number number one, how do you properly handle family that doesn't act like family? Or is it really not okay to get back with an ex? Is it not okay to get back with an ex? <laughs> people get back with their exes all the time. But the, I guess the thing is because everybody's like, if you if you leave somebody, like you should never go back. Like, why are you even contemplating that? So, which one y'all want to uh, close out on? <laughs> it's up to you. I'm with whatever one. Yeah, it don't matter to me. I mean, the whole family thing is. What was the family question? How do you handle family who does not act like family? I think we can do them both. I think we can answer that quickly. All right, let's get it. Black folk ignore each other. They, <laughs> they ask who all gonna be over there. <laughs> you coming to the barbecue? Who all over there? Going <laughs> over there? I ain't going. 
Yeah. Or they go and they stay a short time. Yeah. And, <laughs> and communication in black families has been difficult. We won't talk about our issues. Mm-hmm. And then y'all end up having a blow up. Somebody done stepped on somebody's shoe and it had been a big old fight. And <laughs> know that it was because one cousin slept with another cousin, man, oh, or no baby daddy. And that's the real issue. That's how black people handle it. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I ain't good with that because I'm the I'm I'm the family member that blow up the spot. I'm the family member to be talking about why you talking to me? You know you slept with my cousin. Like, like I'm the that I'm the family crazy. member that blow up the spot. Okay. So um, but honestly, I, I can answer this question as well. Um, I think for me, um it, it's a combination. I'm like that too, kind of like. I, that's the first thing I'm saying. When I'm invited to a family function, who all coming? Because that's what we do. But nah, I ain't coming. Because in my mind, if I don't mess with you like that, I don't feel like being fake and phony. So I don't want to be there and be rude to you and not speak to you or whatever. But like, I don't got time for it. And I really have entered a stage in my life where I like my peace. And so I don't go into personal spaces where I know my peace is going to be interrupted or challenged. So for me, um, family members who don't act like family members, I don't treat them like family members. It's real simple. Um, I don't care who, what last name you got. I don't care what blood running through your veins. I'm not one of them blood is thicker than water type of people. Right. I'm one of them people. If you've been there for me, I'm going to be there for you. If you've been a sister to me, you my sister. And both of y'all know this because y'all closer to me than my own biological family because this is who has been there for me and my children in our roughest times. And so I'm one of those people. I'm a covenant person. And so if you ask me, blood is a contract. You my you my cousin because your mama and my mama is sisters. But if you don't treat me as such, I don't revere you as such. I, I grew beyond that. There was a time where I would honor you just because, oh, this is my brother or this is my uncle or this is my cousin or this is my niece. But I don't do that anymore because I have found that a lot of times people don't honor you that way. And so, you know, you're doing all this, you know. Yeah family and family don't care so it's not that I don't believe in the sanctity of family and I don't honor because I love my family God knows I do you know but at the end of the day I just choose my peace and so I honor the people who honor me and I really um you know that's how I do I connect with those who have connected with me and so yeah if you don't act like family you don't get treated like family that's real exactly yeah. <laughs> ain't no you know, ain't no ill feelings. I just ain't. I ain't like, about a lot of kick it. Like Silk say, I ain't That's about it. a lot of kick it. I ain't about a lot of kick it. Facts. I ain't about to do that right there. I don't care. Uh-uh. Facts. I don't care okay. what it is. Real not talk. Real talk. Um, all right. So let's close it out on the last question. Do you really not go back to an ex? Lord. Is there ever a case where it's okay to go back to an ex? I think it depends on the individual. It's the individual choice. I mean, if the love is really than the hate, hey, what can you do? You know, I mean, if it's really than the hate, ain't nothing you can do. After that, when all boiled down, you thought you thought it was hate, but the whole time it was it was love just right. crying anger. Right. Every okay. time it was hate, 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 okay. it was really love, love, love. Right. It was love, love, love. You see what yeah. I'm saying? The whole time yeah. you thought hate. You wonder why they so 
angry, so hateful the whole time. It was the cry of love. Yeah. So it just all depends on the individual. You know, you gotta let time do what it do. You know, give give it time, and you will know because sometimes it takes time to time, and then you people realize that shoot, you ain't made it with nobody at all this time. I ain't made, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you still single too? You don't be about to tell you, you. You still? Should we my way? I guess it's still single. I still single, baby. We, <laughs> I'm feeling this. I'm feeling. Um, so I it think, just all depends on, and it depends on the situation too, because a lot of people, right, right, you know, a lot of people forgive, but a lot of people can't forget, and I and I know how that is. Yeah. But like I say, is it just depends on how, how that love is. It's it's just that it all boils down to how can you focus forward. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, focus for, okay, we made our mistakes. I don't repent it. You know, God don't repent it. We start a new thing. Let's just start over, like, yeah, I feel that. you know, like, never before. So it just all depends on the mindset and depends on the individual. Mm-hmm. And if you could be with this person not thinking about the past. Right. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it just all depends. I got you, sis. God made miracle relations. You got people that have been separated for 10, 15 years and come back together and they live in life. So you just never know and you wonder why it'd be so much anger going on. It ain't that people are angry. People crying out. It's them saying, I love you and I want you back, but my pride don't want to say I want you. <laughs> pride, that pride, huh? Yeah. I feel it. I feel it. What do you think, sis? But, um, it got to be told. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. I agree, sis. That's good. I agree. I agree with her. It's a case by case. I do want to say this disclaimer for a young woman that may watch us. <laughs> Don't go back because the sex good. <laughs> it's me. I know I'm on this with new people and it's a conglomerate today. No, but that's facts. You, you, Don't go back. That's a trap. What's good to you? Yeah, it takes more than good sex, honey. Listen. That and is so many young women, they man, they just uh, confused. And be in bondage because the sex is good. Lord and bondage with love. It's just, we I've been there time. Like you know, I believe they get everybody. I've been there before. I ain't gonna lie. I've been there before. Okay, well, everybody. Wait Don't minute. go back. Wait a minute, sis. I've been there before. Like, Lord, help me. Jesus, please. Don't go back because the sex is good. Okay. It ain't no good. It ain't no good, but it's good, Lord. (laughs) A lot of people go back because of that. But um, girl, I thank God for maturity. But see, that's where them uh, breaking of soul ties got to come yeah, in. At. Yeah, I'm absolutely. telling you, for real, like, yeah, I'm not even playing with y'all. Like, for real, for real, like, seriously, like, I remember praying, like, Lord, please take this soul tie for me. If this ain't somebody that you know is going to, even now today, the love that you can have in your heart for somebody. It's like, I don't know. I'm just like, God, if I love this person and they ain't in love with me like that, like take this soul tie from me because I don't want to be bound to somebody who ain't bound to me. That's where I was going. Make sure that it's, make sure that, you know, you, let me just break it down this way and then I'm done. Before you take them back, because a lot of marriages come back together and they have wonderful marriages. I believe because the people are free and delivered. Mm-hmm. prior yeah. to getting back together right make sure that you free and delivered free right. soul ties and make sure that when you look at that spouse you're looking at them through the eyes of god and not through the eyes of your pain right. that 
it's going to determine if the marriage will work the second time around. Well, I think you said something. You said a lot there because at the end of the day, I don't think you really could come back together with an ex if things aren't different. You understand what I'm saying? Like people do. People do it all the time. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying, like, I know personally, because there's a time that I probably would have been like, never. You know what I mean? But like the reality is people can mature and they can evolve and they can change. And that's the in my opinion, that is the only time that it is justified to get back with an ex is if that person and maybe even you have evolved and changed and matured and forgiven and been healed from the things that happened in that relationship and that and y'all come back together and decide you want to do it hey who am i to judge let god do what he's doing and you know y'all take that opportunity but just on a humbug no no because you're lonely no <laughs> if the person on zoloft and that's, that's the only reason that they free not zoloft jesus she said zoloft I'm just playing. You no, crazy. No. I'm just playing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, um, so again, but I think the reason why um, I think people want to know the answer to that question is because we live in a society that everything you see now on Instagram, Facebook is like, so what? Like, you know, move on. Like, that is just the theme of everything. Yeah, that's messed up. Move it's on. Messed up. Forget them. If if it ain't bringing you peace, move along. If it don't make you happy, do something different. Like that is the theme of the world today. And I think it's cool. But like at the end of the day, some things require building. Some things require work. Some things require maturing. Some things require understanding. Some things require therapy and counseling. So Let me ask you something. I don't think it's cool because if they say if it ain't bringing you peace, get rid of it. I think that that is the worst message that we can put out there to society, the people. That's real. A thing should never have to bring me peace. Come on, now you hit. Now you hit something. I'm attaining peace, Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna now put my dependence on this picture to bring me peace come on i was peace when i purchased it Ooh, talk. and talk. now together we can walk in peace. but and i just that's think the issue I like that and that's the issue with a lot of relationships is because you're dependent on each other to give you something you should already have right yeah. and that's the bottom line and yeah. so when you don't have it, you're mad at that other person, but it ain't their yeah. job to give it to you. A relationship should enhance. It should add to. It should yeah. not be the primary source of. And that's right. where a lot of times we go wrong is because if you're the primary source of my encouragement, if you're the primary source of my love, if you're the primary source of my peace and joy and happiness, the moment you don't do your job or you cannot perform, I am unhappy. I am dispeaceful. I am dissatisfied. But when you have that for yourself, baby, you know how to weather storms. You know how to go through seasons of drought. And so a lot of people can't do it. And so all them people telling you, move on if it don't make you happy. Move on. Get you somebody else that will. All of this stupid stuff, that is so crazy. I'm telling you, 
All of that is just, you're going to be recycling people every two to three years in your life. And I'm sorry, but that's just not the life that I want. Either give me a life mate or I'll stay by my freaking self because I'm not about to be hopping from man to man. I just can't do it. Amen to that. It, it ain't who I was uh, called to be. It's not who I am internally. Exactly. Man. Well, sisters, this has been real. And I really think that, you know, the candid conversations, I think it really helps for people to really um, see some people who can talk openly and honestly. Um, I think we're all kind of the same. Like, I really don't have a fear about what people think or, or uh, you know, how they feel about me. How I feel is how I feel. What I think is what I think. My opinions are my opinions. They belong to me. And I don't care if other people don't like them. Somebody going to find it helpful. Somebody going to find it encouraging. And so I think at the end of the day, part of being this boss is understanding your power, understanding what God has really called you to do in this earth and where your impact is. And so I really honor each and every one of you uh, women because you all have gone through your own struggles and hardships and have come out victorious and y'all walking that thing like nobody's business. And so we all um, do these podcasts and write these books and all the other stuff that we do because God has brought us from some places and he's matured us and he's uh, really done some things in our life. And now we want to really be there for other women who may have struggled where we struggle. And so sisters, I really love you guys. I uh, really honor you both. And I admonish people to follow you on your social media platform. So I want to close by saying, I'm the boss mentor, Jackie Johnson. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the boss mentor J. Um, you can find uh, my YouTube channels. Uh, my podcast is on Spotify, Apple Music, all of those things. And again, it is um, Boss My Life with uh, the boss mentor, Apostle J or Jackie Johnson. And also Wife Talk, P31 Club, and also Sister Conversations in Black. Uh, my sister and me, LLC, and my sister, Latoria, and I are working on some things. We're cooking up some new stuff for 2023, you know, so that's coming. Um, uh, LaQuisha and I have a book called Relationship Status that you can pre-order. Patrice and I have a book, I Came While You Were Sleeping, that is available now. And Latoria, go ahead and tell them about the things that you have going on and how they can follow you and support you. Well, you know me, you still work on the project. So right now they could just kind of listen in on me on Spotify, real life conversations, and just tune in, just stay connected. Awesome. Latoria also has a book out called, tell them about your book. And Oh, yeah, Seven Ways How to Overcome and Overflow in God's Favor. Yes. yes. Very good book. You're going to want to get that. That needs to be a yes. part of the library. Yes. All right, thanks, and again, we're working on some big stuff, so we will definitely let y'all know when that's available. Uh, yeah. Sis, tell them about what you got going on. Well, um, it's religious. No, I'm getting, I'm kidding. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I, you got some other believers watching the podcast. the ministry. If you are in Arizona, though, if you're anywhere near Peoria, please feel free to come to our church. It's called Solid Rock. It is in Peoria. You will see me there. We are doing a lot of things, a lot of amazing things. Of course, I'm doing the um, Sister Conversations in Black with my sister. 
and we do have the relationship status book. And I do have a book. It's gonna it's turned into a series, and it's called The Lies You Tell. And so that will be out. It's pretty juicy. But if you're ever in Arizona and you're in Peoria, you can come and check us out. It's Solid Rock, and we do have a, a website. All right. Thank you, ladies. Well, sisters, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate this. We got to do this collab again. But I want to thank our audience for watching and also listening to this special Prince Giving episode. And it will be available on all of our platforms. So you'll be able to hear it on all of our um, um, uh, podcast channels. And it'll also be on our YouTube channels. So check that out. God bless you. We hope you had a great holiday. Keep your spirits up for Christmas time coming. And I'm telling y'all, stay tuned because no matter what you're dealing with and what you're going through, I promise you it's going to be something said on these podcasts that's going to help you. So until next time, I'm Jackie Johnson signing out. Oh, and I'm LaQuisha. See you later. <laughs> Latoria. All right. Have a good one. Bye, sissies. Y'all.